Hey pals, welcome to our brand new podcast. I am your host, Lauren Crilly, and I am joined by my gorgeous, stunning, beautiful, intelligent, hilarious co-host. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I got uncomfortable. Um, yeah, so welcome to our podcast. We decided finally to start a true crime podcast. Just kidding. It's not about true crime. That's a saturated market. We have decided also it's to... For white also, it's famously for white people. And I am not white, um, which is <laughs> shocking to some. Um, but, You're Irish. Um, but I'm not. I'm Irish. And th- those two things are very different. Just I kidding. agree. <laughs> no, I think that I, as, a, as an actual POC, I think... <laughs> I think it counts because <laughs> of the yeah. accent. Because of the accent. The accent's different. Um, <laughs> yeah. So in an effort to heal the world, uh, we have done what any sensible 20-somethings with an active Twitter account would do. We have decided to start an advice podcast. <laughs> we will be offering out more sorts of wisdom, which Ooh. honestly, you know, it isn't much. Um, so pretty much get ready for mostly nonsense but you know some rare moments of incredible insight um we've had some amazing uh readers and writers contact us so far um it's been glorious to see the community grow and flourish (laughs) so we have our first question are we ready to dive in let's just do a question Hit me. Let's just do a question. Let's just get it out of the way. I'm gonna put a would you like read to read the question? I would like you to read the question because you have that glorious voice that I just do not share. <laughs> Hi, ladies. First off, I want to say I'm a massive fan of your work and I see nothing but bright futures <laughs> ahead of you. You are both such inspirations. Aww. Thank you so much, reader. Now on to my problem. Okay, great. I have started seeing this guy for about four months now, and we have yet to have the establishing what are we conversation. I like him a lot, and I know he likes me, so it is something I want clarity on. But my hesitancy in broaching this subject is threefold. This person is really getting their money's worth out of us, I have to say. Um, That was part of the question. I am very out of practice in relationships. For the last five years, I've had nothing resembling a relationship or even a fuckbud type of situation. Just sporadic one night stands and casual hookups. I felt incredibly pied and patched by men during this time. And despite my sky high self-esteem, constant (laughs) disrespect from waste men was hurtful. And as a result, I am quite scared of emotional intimacy and trusting a man, even though it is something i crave what a bind whoa there's a lot to take in here listeners so just is that the end of the question absolutely not it's okay if you recall it is threefold uh number two at it as it is the era of great pestilence we aren't doing the usual rituals of going out meeting each other's friends etc and it's important to me that someone i'm dating is friends with my friends and vice versa i'm worried we might be fine and dandy right now in the love island villa but when we get back into the real world that will change Brackets, he isn't working right now, so we have time to spend together. Close brackets. So is there any point in putting labels on something when it could all be upended when Lockie D lifts? Three, I realized a while ago that monogamy is not for me. I like the idea of an open relationship 
relationship or just relation, as I said there, with opportunistic <laughs> fucks and casual flings being allowed. How in the world do I go about negotiating this if it comes to it? I'm also concerned with the fact that I famously do not get any dick in this city and how I might feel if he had an abundance of pussy at his disposal. Sorry, this is long. I know you guys hate long dilemmas. Yeah, we do. No, I'm just kidding. From Troubled in Glasgow, oh, a person I love and admire and respect just from this note. Gorgeous, gorgeous, stunning. Big round of applause for emotional literacy, first and foremost, and for understanding that much about a situation. She could have just been like, what do I do? She's obviously given it a lot of thought and has considered it from lots of different angles, which is not something I can say about a lot of people or many people. Um, we're assuming they're a woman. Is that bad? Yeah, um, I think we are assuming that. Yeah. Okay. But um, in the future, people, let us know. <laughs> let us know yeah. your pronouns. Yeah, give us your pronouns. So let's go through let's go through it part by part. What's the summary of the first part? Can you read that again? <laughs> <laughs> the summary okay, of the first well, part is how to have the what are we conversation at this yeah. stage in a relationship, which I feel the yeah. second two parts are COVID related and the first part is more it's pretty generic yeah. to all relationships, I think. Um yeah. and my advice a- is you can't have that conversation in a pleasant way. It's always agonizing. Mm. And I actually think that those conversations come out of your first conflict in a, mm-hmm. in a relationship that you have the honeymoon phase where you just have sex all the time and you're obsessed with each other and you have the brain chemistry of someone on cocaine. And then about three months in, you have some kind of fight where the cracks start to show and then the relationship is kind of built on whether or not you survive that phase or whether you're just like oh fuck this person this person that I've just projected their personality onto isn't really what I hoped they would be and um or what usually or what you would hope happens is like you communicate further and you explain like you, that's when you start saying like oh I actually have issues with this particular thing I'd rather you not mm-hmm. do that and like you start kind of opening up about your insecurities and things that you blah, blah, blah. So I feel like yeah. the what are we conversation happens when things get a little bit more serious and you have a little conflict mm-hmm. and um, then you have to start going, well, if we're going to have conversations like this, then are we sleeping with all the people? Like, you know, there's like an implication there that the relationship is something that you're building on together, which implies that you're in a relationship. But yeah, so- I don't know. I think that's, they're all really good points. I would semi disagree with you that I don't think you need to get to a stage of conflict before you address and define your relationship. Um, we're not, we're not aiming for conflict. Really. No, we're not. I'm just, just being realistic. Okay. I'm just, yes. I just think sometimes it comes like that bit in girls where they have a fight where they, where they're like, they, uh, they have a big fight after that party at the warehouse. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm basically just like trying to remember an episode of girls I saw like six to seven years ago there. Uh, Sorry. Um, No, I think that it's a young relationship. So it's only four months and I don't think you need to put pressure on defining that relationship yet. I understand the resistance you feel to like let your guard down a little bit. Like truly sometimes I would rather shoot myself 
in the face than, you know, admit a feeling to someone. But it also, you know, feels very good to be vulnerable. And I would try embrace that vulnerability that, you know, might lead to intimacy, which you say you are craving and you feel like you need. Um, I just want you the reader, <laughs> you vulnerable in Glasgow to recognize that like that is a totally normal feeling. And that's something that, you know, that's totally normal to want. It's just like whether you want it with this individual person. Um, and if you feel like they are the right person to kind of let into your emotional sphere uh, in a more intimate and real way. Um, my gut says right now, maybe leave it like don't don't DTR define the relationship <laughs> just yet. Um, but I do think right now it's probably important because we're in a global pandemic to, you know, have a conversation about whether you're seeing other people. That doesn't mean like you are, you know, in a relationship, boyfriend, girlfriend, boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> partner, partner. Um, but I think it's safe to basically just have that conversation right now. I mean, people are having it with their friends. Why not have it with someone that you're kind of sharing more intimate spaces with? It's just more of a safety conversation to have at this stage. Um, so you could also frame the conversation like that in a kind of a sneaky way. If you didn't really want to talk about whether <clears throat> you were, you know, def like defining the relationship, you could just be like, you know, are you seeing other people? Because COVID um, has provided a very convenient, the one why? thing it has helped is that it, it, you can, you can mask your uh, insecurity as COVID safety and you can uh, RE relationships. You can be like, Hey, I'm just like worried, you know, I'm worried of, I'm worried about my asthma. Uh, are you seeing anyone else? Um, I do agree though. Like I <laughs> getting quite defensive actually that I think I'm not trying to say that everyone needs to have a fight. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just think these things come out of arguments, but I, I totally agree that the, I think culturally we have a huge problem with vulnerability. I think mm. this person has kind of articulated, this is basically, she's the voice of a generation, this person. I agree. <laughs> to bring it back to girls. <laughs> Can you she's tell I rewatched girls like last week? Um, the, the craving of intimacy, but the like intimacy, but the, the inability to access it because of your own insecurities and your own kind of self image and your self kind of um, self preservation Mm -hmm. uh, is very relatable, I feel like. And I it's also yeah, true of all, uh, all. All the beginnings of all kind of monogamous relationships have this phase. And I think mm -hmm. absolutely uh, the only way out is through. It's like one of my favorite things to say. Um, it's like, an, mm -hmm. I think it's an AA thing actually. But mm -hmm. I genuinely like as a formerly avoidant person and as a person who... Um, I suppose we'll, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do a lot of things before I face up to what I'm feeling, or I'll spend a lot of energy trying not to feel something that I feel, mm -hmm. whether it's good or bad. Um, and I think, I think moving towards embracing a feeling, even if that feeling is insecurity, fear, um, total terror and panic, um, is a good thing because if this person can either stay in a state of confusion and wondering or they can face the fear and uh, 
broach the conversation if they want to broach it. Although I do agree that it might be a bit too soon, which is why I think a conflict is good because sometimes it just kind of happens. I feel like, I feel like the, like something happens and it kind of forces the conversation. Like, I don't think you need to start a fight. I just feel like things naturally get to a point where you kind of have to talk about it. Um, I think she should start a fight. I think, I (laughs) I think that she should like, okay, so make a cup of tea and then like put salt in it and yeah. then give it to the person and then <laughs> drink it and be like there's salt in my tea and you'll be like are we boyfriend and girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the end of the question actually I don't have anything else to say because that <laughs> is so powerful and profound <laughs> but... moving, beautiful deserves an award yeah like wow get, give laura the Nobel peace prize the Nobel prize for literature and the peace prize fuck it um yeah even though i was literally starting a conflict yeah and also there is an element here of like there's a there's a hiss there's five years of hurt um there's a lot of waste men there's a lot of uh, disrespect that this person's experienced and mm-hmm. maybe maybe this new experience like maybe embracing it as the positive thing that it is is a good thing you know like I think we can get so bogged down in like what about this when something good does happen and we panic about it and like maybe we should think about isn't it great that we're, we're deviating from the norm things are changing you're putting different energy out into the world you're getting different energy back potentially um, and kind of frame it as an opportunity. Oh my God, I sound like a business bitch. Yeah, I sound like a YouTuber. Finally, <laughs> it's finally happened. Um, yeah, I think a lot, <laughs> I feel like advice is really easy to give and really hard to take. Um, and that's why we're in the giving side of things. <laughs> yeah. Don't anyone ever give me advice because I will get angry at you. Um, uh, so she's scared of trusting a man, even though it's something I crave. What a mm-hmm. bind. Then we've got the COVID thing and the bubble thing, yeah. which I think is really interesting. This, because contrary to what Boris Johnson thinks, people are single. People exist. Okay, we're here. We're mm-hmm. you know alive. Um, people are meeting each other, right? Like they're still falling in love, and there is this like there is this kind of like weird bubble effect to what's going on, and there are a lot of people who are kind of. Uh, can I, I can't name people. Can I reference people? I have a friend basically who's been seeing you guys <laughs> since like the first of like the start of January. Mm-hmm. She was saying like, I don't know whether like it's, it's kind of weird because all they do is like go to each other's houses and yeah. go for walks. And that's all you can do. You can't go to restaurants, bars, cinemas, day trips, hotels or anything. And there is this real kind of insulated nature to kind of new romances and romance is this thing that's supposed to be like really expansive and you do kind of mad shit together in Mm -hmm. my experience you don't just go to each other's houses and like sit down (laughs) so I do I totally get that you could fall into a rut and a a rhythm with somebody and then panic about how to kind of I I bet that's happening quite a lot you know very lockdown specific thing yeah I agree like the start of relationships are supposed to be fun and you're supposed to be like, you know, going to the pub and, and having these exploratory moments together. And COVID has really reined all that in um, and made us focus on, you know, our feelings and our emotional well-being and wellness and things like that. But I do think there's maybe opportunities where you could be like, you know, all my friends are doing this Zoom. Do you want to join in? Um mm-hmm. Things like that, that, that might um, 
like dip a toe in the in those kind of waters or like oh want to meet like socially distance in the park with a friend so your friend can kind of like glean whether this man is like an interesting person <laughs> that's or just a like idea. A, or just like a vessel of a human being <laughs> um I think the the, the next thing to explore and, and in the in the question is about monogamy which is a huge topic um and something that you know, personally, I actually don't really know a lot about. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am pretty monog, monog person, so I don't know much about opening up relationships. But what I do know is that every open relationship is kind of different and has different dynamics. So if you are thinking about that already, I think, I think it's just, I think it's maybe a little bit too early. Um, I would, I would wait. A little bit think? longer. I think that you could tell the other person that you are, you are like more interested in non-monogamous relationships and see what that reaction is. Um, but I think that maybe, yeah, like dip a toe into, I don't know why I keep saying dipping toes, but <laughs> I, dipping toe into I, mentioning that that's something maybe you want. Um, and I just don't, yeah, I think like your insecurity about not maybe getting, getting as much D as they would P <laughs> is something to not worry about. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's all ego, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's just, mm-hmm. that's, uh, ego and insecurity speaking, um, two of my favorite things personally, but I get that they're not for everyone. Um, I th- you you can't you can't be in competition with your like romantic partner or your significant other, even though I know it's a natural human impulse. I I actually think that I was in an open relationship, but it wasn't a particularly healthy one. And in hindsight, it was um, like probably quite offensive to people who were like really stand for non monogamy and like who make it like their brand. Um, it was more kind of like fairly unregulated. Um, could kind of do what you wanted and then like try we tried to like like talk about it and like came back to each other and we were both kind of in some ways it was interesting but what I would say is uh, I think you probably should tell someone quite early on that you're non-monogamous because I think I feel like it's still even in 2021 I feel like the expectation is like monogamy unless stated otherwise Mm-hmm. Uh, when you meet mm-hmm. someone and start dating someone and you're seeing them a lot and you're going to their house, I feel like it's hard to, uh, I feel like most people would assume that was, mono- I guess maybe not actually because of like, you know, dating culture now is very kind mm-hmm. of um, casual. But in this person's case, it seems like they're kind of quite seeing each other a lot and like quite serious. So mm-hmm. I feel like it is something to bring up because I feel like people or have a right to know what they're getting themselves into. Or maybe I would want to know <laughs> early on that someone was a non... Because even if, say, at the start of the relationship, you're both dating other people, mm-hmm. if the, there's always... A, a, but you're both monogamous, there's an expectation that you'll choose one of these people. Whereas if from the start you're someone who is non-monogamous or wants to be non-monogamous, then that's something that the person needs to know. The relationship is never going to get to a stage of monogamy. I feel like I would want to know. Don't you think you want to know? Yeah. Um, no, I, I think I, yeah, I think I agree. I think I was, yeah, I no, I agree. I think it's something to bring up with them. I think you don't, 
need to have a conversation right now about defining exact boundaries is what yeah, I was trying to say. I agree. Yeah. And that will probably develop as the relationship goes on. But I think, yeah, of course, it's it's always good to know. And I agree, even though, you know, the 2021 dating landscape is <laughs> pretty open and people are dating like multiple people at the same time. We still live in this like Christian, Judeo-Christian, you know, world where, yeah, nightmare, patriarchal (laughs) nightmare society, um, where monogamy is, uh, is the main, you know, form of relationship dynamics. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah. So in, in love relationships. And I think it will, it will always, like most people, I know we're probably, a lot of our friends are more like woke than this, but like, I think most people are still going to be I don't know. Uh, there is an expectation of that at the least. And you know how like on Tinder, people are like, they put it on in their bio, like they're non-monogamous, even if they don't have a significant other. Mm-hmm. It's just something that people need to know going in. Otherwise, maybe not going in, but it is a kind of a tricky thing, especially because it sounds like they don't want, this person doesn't want to have like significant other partners. They just want the possibility of casual sex with other people, right? And hookups. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what would I say? I would, I would probably bring that up. If say you have the, what are we conversation? What are they like three, four months in maybe in the next month they have the, what are we conversation around that conversation or after that conversation, you should probably also have a, by the way, if we're in a relationship, it needs to be this kind of relationship or at least float the idea that uh, monogamy is is something that you're dubious about and see how it goes. Yeah, I think just like I think I I think yeah, just be like, hey, monogamy, like what's all that about? And like see what the reaction is and then be like, oh yeah, I I I you know I've flirted with non-monogamy in the past. Like I think it's not really for me. Yeah. And then just like see what happens. Yeah. See what happens is uh, I would say generally about a, a lot of this person's kind of um dilemma is I just kind of want them to calm down. I agree. I think that I in think every that, aspect, <laughs> which is like the hardest thing to do, is it's a bit rich coming from me, but I kind of feel like I want to just give them a hug and just kind of calm them down a little bit because they're obviously overthinking a lot of this, and it's like you need to be a bit looser, especially at the start of a relationship. Do you think? Yeah, I think simply chill out. <laughs> end of the podcast take a chill pill um no I think now in COVID I think this is something a lot of people are experiencing we have a lot of time to reflect and be inward facing and you know that can come with real like positive revelations but it can also come with like a lot of self-criticism negative thoughts Mm -hmm. Uh, it can come with just simply overthinking all personal dynamics (laughs) that one has in their whole entire life so I really I do relate to that this person in in that case but I would say yeah totally I would say that just take it step by step and and really feel the relationship out and you know trust trust your gut if you don't want to get into a monogamous relationship don't let that be you know the path that this leads you down because you want that intimacy and you are craving intimacy I do think there is a space to have that real intimacy in a non-monogamous relationship as well um it just really depends on the dynamic you kind of carve out for yourself and um we believe in you <laughs> yeah we're here for you 
Um, we're so here for you. And I definitely don't think the thought of, uh, they said something about like, um, is there any point putting labels on things when it could be appended? On the contrary, everything's on fire. Put labels on whatever the fuck you want. Like, do whatever mm-hmm. you want. Like, the world's going to end. Like, absolutely yeah. take risks because uh, this year has taught us that, if nothing else, that, like, everything can just be upended whenever, however. So rather than veer away from like I move from a place of fear and be scared of like making any changes in case something bad happens. I feel like I've gone the other way and I'm just like, fuck it, extra fuck it. Cause like put labels on your relationships, see who you want. Don't do what you don't want to do. Do what you want to do and embrace fear because like you don't know how long you'll have together or yeah, that's, you know, I- a bit histrionic, but you know what I mean? I think fear can lead to inaction. Um, and we want to we want to move from a pa- a place of love always yeah. in life. I think Oprah says something like that. You've got to act from a place of love. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and labels are great. I famously bought a label maker at the start of lockdown. <laughs> I use it regularly. My boyfriend hates it. Um, I put Is labels it like on f- typewriter font. That yeah. one of those ones. Oh, those are cute. I want one of those for yeah. my spices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Spices is great. I put one on my bullet journal. <laughs> um, you know, this is kind of where I'm coming from as an individual. So, why does your boyfriend not like the label maker? What's wrong with him? <laughs> I, I think he just doesn't like it in the food, uh, the food department. He's like, we don't need these boxes <laughs> that say pasta because you know I can just see the pasta. Uh, and to that, I salute him and I agree. But unfortunately, well. I did watch a YouTube video that was called "Rearranging My Pantry," and I decided to do the same thing because I'm easily influenced. So. Wow. That's where we are. Welcome to our world. <laughs> there is a guy on the street who is fully washing his mouth out and spinning it onto the road, which is really in the time of Corona, not what we need. I just want people who want to hear that visual. He's like pulling things out of his mouth. <laughs> he's pulling. <laughs> like magic Should I continue trick? to describe this? No, he's, he's, he's got a water bottle and he's putting it in his um, hand, like putting some water in his hand, tipping it into his mouth and then it's like he's been sick and he's trying to wash his mouth out and he's like pulling things out of his mouth as he spits out the water. It's quite disgusting. And I hope everyone can visualize it. Okay. He's, he's on his way. He's still doing it. Though. He's walking, <laughs> <laughs> he's walking and, and, and pulling things out of his mouth. He must've eaten something disgusting. So anyway, <laughs> I chose to sat by the window and we all make mistakes. We do, and we move forward. <laughs> but yeah, thank you so much for thanks for making yourself vulnerable in. to us, friend. Yeah, we love vulnerability. We embrace vulnerability. Yeah, um, and it is the route to healing for <laughs> sure. For sure. Yeah, um, we. I find... Sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say how difficult I find vulnerability. That's I just hard. really it it really fucks me up. So I feel like a little bit of a hypocrite here but you know all advice is really advice for yourself so yeah we we're, we're not saying to take this advice we're just saying that we're presenting it without comment yeah with comment with lots with of comment. comments <laughs> my brain is like listen to yourself like I just I have been having I've been like freaking out with the tiniest things that I would not be freaking out at um re dating before um are we getting personal on this podcast I feel like we should. 
You know? Yeah. I mean, I mentioned my label maker. So. <laughs> it does not get more personal than that. I'm not going to get specific, but I just, I've just noticed myself having way more like, um, I guess what the, the, the person who wrote in is having like this kind of, um, what was, what name did they go by? Troubled in Troubled Glasgow. Troubled in Glasgow. Uh, T-I-G, TIG. Um, <laughs> I, I, I noticed myself getting way more like stressed about situations. I think it is because you just have, you don't have other options. You can't distract yourself from the other things. You can't really, you can't even really go on like other dates. You just, I just overthink absolutely everything. And um, I'm, I've always been incredibly neurotic, but I've definitely noticed that I, like, I caught myself like a couple of nights ago, just freaking out about something so minor mm-hmm. with regards to a person. And I was like, Oh my, I need to take like My heart was racing. I, like, mm-hmm. I was like, I can't sleep because I'm like, feel like I've fucked this thing up massively. And it was like tiny and nothing. And I was explaining it to my flatmate and she was like, you need to take a chill pill. Um, so I relate to troubled in Glasgow in that respect and that I just sit around freaking out about things. <laughs> you should stop happen. doing grams of cocaine <laughs> on the daily then. Tell that to me in 2017. I don't do that shit anymore. It's dirty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I still get the like, actually, I don't want to talk about that because you know. <laughs> and that's okay. That's creating a boundary and we love that. <laughs> Setting boundaries is a theme of this podcast, famously. Thank you for tuning in to Listen Babes. You can submit your questions and voice notes to listenbabespod at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow us at Listen Babes Pod on Instagram for hot pics and even hotter memes. Listen Babes is a Siobhan Ma production. Thank you to Billy Gawkin for our music and Robin Janine for our visuals. Take care, babes.